Hello, Hello everybody. Welcome back to, to the, the Macabre Podcast Universe. universe. Uh, we take on franchises. We take on sequels. We do anything so you, that's over three. Why do you keep three. saying sequels? People are going to think that we will do a two-parter thing. Oh, I guess in my head, sequels are just anything after. Let's just that, nip that in the bud because it's easier just to say we do franchises. You're three right. Three movies or more. Three is the minimum. Yes, yes. I wonder if there... Just don't want to confuse the audience. Yeah. I wonder if there's ever going to be a day where we've just done it all and it'll be like, all right, we're going to have to do this show or this, this, these movies. I don't think that's possible because so of the age that we live in currently. We're one movie that might be original might might not be does great and then a studio is like we can make millions of more dollars off of it right. let's make a second movie and just slap a two after the same title yeah and funny enough even after that comment you should know that we actually love series <laughs> yeah but sometimes they're really bad yeah so today we're covering <laughs> a really weird one because this is the um I almost said the 13th. This is the 13th episode, but this is the 8th Marvel movie. So this is sandwiched right in between Iron Man 3 and Captain America Winter Soldier. So it's the 8th in a bigger franchise, but it's the second Thor movie. Um, Wait, this comes after Winter Soldier? This is before. Okay. Yes. Um, You should know that Mm. because we're totally watching this phase in order and we didn't have to wait for Thor the Dark World to get here from the library. Wait, so it goes Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians? Yes. Then Avengers, Ant-Man. Interesting. So, um, should we should we talk about our first experience? Or Well, you have well, never seen the movie. Last night was my first experience with First experience with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get into thoughts and opinions later. Okay, yeah. And I'll change... I'll, I'll hold my thoughts and opinions for later. But I will say that I watched this movie in like late 2015 or 2016 i'd missed it and i was totally uninterested you watch it by yourself watched it by myself and i was i hated it i remember it was the um i'm not one to really get up during a movie even at home for the most part i'd rather pause it and see everything but this was a movie where I was watching it at home and I was like walking around trying to figure out other things to do to so that I could kill two birds with one stone. You didn't do that the second watch. I didn't. Um, but again, I'm saving my opinions for later. But uh, I just remember hating it and thinking it was the worst movie in the entire MCU up to yesterday. And maybe I think the same thing or maybe I don't. You'll have to hang on to the end of the episode. Interesting, interesting. So do you want to hit it off first? First, because I don't have much. Because we've already done a Thor movie, and most of the cast is people from Thor. Except, wait a second. Who is this guy who was in Thor, in the first Thor, but isn't in this one? Uh Same character, different actor. And we're watching watching the movie, and Mike is like, that looks like Zachary Levi. This was after we had been like, that's definitely not the same actor. So then it's like, this is Zachary Levi. And this character is that Three Musketeers dude. And from Thor 1. From Thor Actually, 1. I didn't realize that he wasn't the same actor until I looked up that actor. Oh, before that, we were just like, that's definitely, that's not him. Uh, the same guy, same actor. Um, anyway, anyway, um, Micah's like, that looks like Zachary Levi. Guess what? Micah was right. 
Yeah. Which was just mind blowing. Although I did say I did say that looks like Chuck. Because I didn't remember <laughs> his did name. I think now I'll remember his name. Well, but you know what's funny about this guy is like I can't I I have like facial blindness with him. He's a bit of a chameleon. He does not look like anything. I don't know. It's like you say Chuck and I'm thinking of someone. I didn't even watch Chuck. Uh-huh. But you say Chuck and I just don't think of someone who looks even a shred of what this person looks like. Yeah. I, I don't know what. I can't get this guy's face to stick in my brain. But you got Zachary Levi. I'm Side note on him. I'm just so fascinated where his career is going to go after yeah. this year. Because Shazam was a big hit. And he was great in but that But he was movie. already so great before that because Chuck was a beloved show. Beloved show. And then um, he's entangled. Oh, okay. And that I, who, who, he's you, the you, guy. He's, he's the um, guy entangled. Okay. Like the, the Prince wanted, Charming kind of guy? The wanted poster okay. dude. Yeah. I've seen that movie as once. As soon as they make But I just remember his voice, you know, his voice was kind of like everywhere after that movie. Because that movie did really well. Okay. And I think that really, not like it needed to, that was in the middle of Chuck. But... um. Anyway, that's Thor, uh, Thor, uh, semicolon in the middle of Chuck. That's the name of the next Thor movie after they introduced time travel. It'd probably be funny. Yeah. That was the, probably the worst joke I've ever told on the podcast. And I actually renounced the joke. I'm just going to move on. Move on. So then the main bad guy who is Christopher Eccleston is the actor's name. Definitely not saying it right. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff most notable to me i'm also just like so tired that <laughs> i don't know i i skipped over a lot of things most of it's just british tv okay but then he's he was a doctor who in 2005 yep did it did you catch how long he was a doctor 13 who episodes no? oh so maybe a season i don't know how long their seasons are me but... either um also okay. a show i don't watch um and then he's in 28 days later later and i have not seen that movie so i don't know oh who okay. he is I've seen it. I don't remember. Um, I, in this movie, he kind of looks familiar to me, but not really. And I think he's just a guy that's in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he was wearing a lot of makeup. So it's yeah. like, who is he really? You know, uh, this is another side. I might be a little tangenty on this episode, but uh, 28 Days Later, I've seen that movie, and then they made 28 Weeks Later. Which is about Sandra Bullock in rehab, right? Or in a coma. I don't think so. But I could be. I I'm looking think, it up. I don't right think now. Sandra Bullock's in 28 weeks later. But are you sure? I'm almost because in the office, positive. Jim and Pam are talking about it because Pam accidentally rents. Oh, 28 weeks later. Oh, I thought you meant 28 days. No, 28 weeks later is a sequel. Yes, that's what I'm talking. I about. I was thinking of 28 days. So, which is so Sandra Bullock? Oh, stop it. Uh, <laughs> Sandra Bullock is in rehab. Okay, for whatever. Days. Mine though is you have you have twenty eight days later, which is the idea is this guy wakes up and the zombie apocalypse has happened twenty eight days prior. Yeah, and then twenty eight weeks later, which I haven't seen, but I love this idea for a sequel. It's like the, it's like twenty eight weeks after the first outbreak of the zombie thing. But I it's I don't know if that movie sucks or whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. But in my head, I'm like. They need to make 28 months later. Oh, yeah. And then they need to make 28 years later and make it this... It'd be like this just really odd 
franchise where they don't even use the same actors and stuff and then you're just jumping in on random points in like an apocalypse i think that's a really interesting idea i have seen that movie so many times on tv and never the full movie i know killian murphy 28 days later killian murphy is the guy like he's the main character and i know that it's zombies and yeah well that's the virus or something and like that is a recipe for a jordan movie it really is i don't know why i have never seen i think i just missed the boat and then i just forget it exists until it's brought up in something and it's like oh yeah that movie i need to see that movie after this conversation i probably will continue to not see it yeah i remember when i saw it i someone showed it to me and i was kind of like laughing throughout the whole movie did but you not I, like it well I, it was also during my period where i only liked prestigious movies oh, and i brother. couldn't couldn't be okay with just a i don't know i think the movie's probably way better than i thought it was okay so, um Anyway, back to 28 weeks. No, 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 no. Okay, so then the director, Alan Taylor, he, aside from directing Terminator Genesis. Yes, which we are going to talk about at some point. This is like, Alan Taylor's nickname should be Mr. TV. Because this dude has had his hand in just about every huge successful TV show ever. You have Game of Thrones, Sex and the City, Lost, West Wing, Deadwood, Sopranos, Mad Men. Funny enough, all these shows I have not seen. But, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, Boardwalk Empire. It, he's just, he's done so, he, he mm-hmm. apparently he does something that's that's very valuable. Or he he, yeah. breeds, he brings a very valuable asset, asset to, the, yeah. to, the, to television. They call him the valuable asset on TV. No, it's Mr. TV. I just, too late, already said all it. All right, all right. I'm done. Oh, really? Okay. So, um, on the screenplay side of things, um, and so... I think I can't remember. Just stop me if I explain this in another episode. But sometimes in movies like this, you have the story by credit and the yeah. screenplay. I did explain that. Well, I mean, no, continue. Okay, so you have the story by credit and the screenplay credit, and the story by is like the people doing the just the basic story and the. Does the, that mean they like outline it or something? I don't know where it breaks down on that. I just know that the screenplay people, of course, they 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 they're the ones writing the lines of dialogue. Well, not 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 even that. They're they're like the ones making the screenplay, like the typed up screenplay, which would be the um, lines of dialogue. Yeah, but there's also action involved and stuff. And so they're 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 still a part of the creative process. The understanding I have is like, so here we have story by it's Don Payne who yeah. um, story by on Thor and Robert Rodat who uh, did the Patriot and Saving Private Ryan. Okay. So I'm assuming those guys came in and there's like here's the idea, here's where we want it to go. Thor does this, Jane does that, and give all the specifics. And then Christopher Yost, yeah. who wrote Thor Ragnarok, takes over and writes a screenplay. He's done a ton of Marvel, just not even Marvel, just superhero stuff. Okay. And then you got Stephen McGilley and Christopher Marcus, who, as we all know, wrote Captain America 1, 2, and 3, and Avengers 3 and 4. So, um, anyway, that's kind of that breakdown. Uh, it's produced by. Can you take a wild guess who produced this movie? Uh, hmm. I'll give you a hint. He produced the last seven movies, and he will continue to produce all twenty-three of the movies. I feel like it's a Kevin. Yeah, and, and his last Feige. name's Feige. <laughs> uh, music by Brian Tyler. Did Iron Man three, and I think he he's done like I think most of the Phase two movies. Okay. Um, Wait, what was it again? Brian Tyler did, did what? Didn't he do uh, music? <laughs> so no. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he do Guardians of the Galaxy? You have, you might have to double check us or tune back in. I'll in look two right weeks. now. 
Um, cinematography, we got Kramer Morgenthau, who did Creed II um, and Terminator Genesis. Uh, budget of this movie got $170 million. It kind of seems like all the movies are clocking in around 170 hmm. in this phase two okay. so far. Um, domestic, it made 206 Tyler million. Tyler Bates. Oh, Tyler Bates did Guardians. Okay. But Brian Tyler did, um, he's done a, f- a few of the other ones. Um, Iron Man 3, for example, like I already said. Oh, he also did John Wick. Um, Bates? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He played with Mary. We talked about that. Yeah. Oh, well, people have not listened to it yet. No, we haven't. But we talked have talked about, about it as a married couple. Here's here's what I'll say, people. We watched it out of order, which I think we already talked about. Actually, the only thing we've watched out of order is Thor: The Dark World. But I will I will say that I think you are in for a real treat if you tune in for the Guardians of the Galaxy episode mm-hmm. because we have a lot of fun. So. Definitely tune into that episode. If you're mm-hmm. if you're gonna choose one from phase two, that's the one to do. But if mm-hmm. you only chose one, then I guess you chose this one and you're out of options. Um sucks for you. Budget one seventy, domestic it made two hundred and six million, three hundred and sixty two thousand one hundred and forty dollars, worldwide six hundred and forty four million, five hundred and seventy one thousand four hundred and two dollars. How many cents? Don't got the cents. No. They probably round up for this. Uh, November 8th, 2013 is its release date. Um, 2013? Did I say 13th? No, you... I did. Uh, November 8th, 2013 is when this movie came out. Um, This is pretty interesting, I thought. October 13th, 2011, Patty Jenkins was announced to direct the movie. Is that the uh, Wonder Woman? This is is the guy, the girl who... um, directed wonder woman and is directing Good call the next. jordan i haven't even seen that one yeah um but she left over creative differences she wanted to do a romeo and juliet type story where jane is stuck on earth and thor is forbidden from saving her okay that sounds kind of boring to me but i don't really like the story of romeo mike and, and juliet, i so. talked about something interesting while watching this movie uh-huh what was pretty it? unrelated to this movie but it also is related there are only two female villains in the entirety of the Marvel Universe. As far as we can gather. As far as we can gather. There are, probably are some, like, bad girls like that that are, like, working for the bad people, but not the, like, the bad guy. Uh-huh. There are only two women that we could think of. And even in... Oh, whatever. I don't want to talk well, about it. L- well, last Lost. week we talked about how in Iron Man 3, Shane Black wanted it to be Rebecca... Yes. Um, what is her last name? Uh, Rebecca... C. Hall? That sounds so no. wrong. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Rebecca Hall. Miss Rebecca. Rebecca Hall. No C. Wow. Just Rebecca Hall, how he wanted her to be the villain, and then- She wouldn't sell toys. It wouldn't sell toys or if the wouldn't. girl was the villain or something. Yeah. If it's just so More weird. information on that, go back to last week. Well, then we were also saying that personally, and I'm speaking for Micah too, because we talked about this last night, we're not huge fans of- of the female villains that are even in the franchise. Mm-hmm. And that's in comparison to the other villains. So it's just, it's very interesting. It is really interesting. And and, and I'm going to start odd. a petition. Whoa. To have only male villains. <laughs> oh, well that your wish has already come true. Basically. Whoa. I, oh, you know who we did forget, but she is, she does kind of fall into your category that you just spoke of. Yeah. 
Um, the girl from Infinity War, who you really hate how she looks. Oh yeah, that that's that falls into that other category. Yeah. I mean, like main bad guys. Yeah, yeah we got Helena and um, Helena, Hella, Hella, Hella from oh, Kate Thor Blanchett. Ragnarok, and then Ghost Girl from. I'm just gonna call her Ghost Girl from yeah the Wasp, which she. I mean, so far in rewatching these movies, she might be the worst of all of the villains. Yeah. She currently right now in all these rewatches yeah. and all this stuff, worst one. Because even like some of the villains that people classically are kind of like, oh, they were underserved or whatever. They're still kind of interesting. Ghost Girl is like, there's nothing interesting there. But that's another episode for another time. Wait, was Tim Heidecker in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so do you know anything about working titles for movies? Like what they send to theaters and what they're titled under or when yeah, the project yeah. is not done yet? Or what they shoot under? Yeah, I know about it. Okay. Yeah. So for the person who might not, um, movies a lot of times have different titles for when they're filming places. So when people are like, what are you shooting? They say, oh, we're shooting this. And especially in a project as big as this where spoilers and leaks are like big possibilities they have to be careful so sometimes it's interesting what's this one this one is thursday morning okay and i'm pretty sure if you want to ever find out where marvel's filming just look for the most boring movie title you can find (laughs) because they're just trying to keep people away from their sets which is really smart um the they wanted the realms to feel grounded and grittier uh, Joss Whedon rewrote several scenes. The mid-credit scene with the collector was directed by James Gunn, and then the um, they embedded a CGI, CGI rendering of Asgard on shots of the natural Norway coast. Interesting. So that's no, kind of cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Wait. Oh, and now I understand. I was yeah, thinking so about they, it. Yeah, so they 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 filmed they took out helicopters and they filmed the Norway. I coast. was just thinking like the plant the planet city whatever Asgard is uh-huh. like with the space behind it like uh-huh. like stars and constellations yeah, just yeah. like what what's the point? How did but I understand that? what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like. So that. that's all my notes. Okay. on the movie. So this is Thor: The Dark World. A lot of people's least liked Marvel movie, from what I've heard, just throughout. The, this movie's existence because i haven't seen it yeah. until just this time yes so um which which left my expectations non-existent i was actually dreading watching it and i know we're not mm-hmm. totally getting into opinions yet but like that's how yeah, i started yeah. this movie you're setting the table okay setting the table forks knives napkins plate um cups too. let's dig in okay so um the intro of the movie starts similar to Thor. You have Odin narrating, and he starts talking about this ether and talking. And then about, you think, "Am I watching the Fellowship of the Ring right now?" Yeah, um, and he starts talking about the dark elves and how they're trying to find this ether, and they want to bring darkness into the light of the world. And Malaketh is there, who is the main bad guy. Um, who? So we can just start right into that because those elves look cool look really cool this whole first sequence is cool it's really cool they're they're like i don't the makeup is just really well done and beyond the makeup the costumes mm-hmm. of their like armor very it's just new it's interesting yeah i feel like i haven't seen it before um and then the there's a shot of like one of them like burning or like disintegrating yeah. and it's harming other people right 
wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think he's like using like a kamikaze thing, kind of. The ether to. Oh no! It's like the. It's like Malaketh gives him some sort of thing. Thing. (laughs) Yeah, but it was just. It was just like it looked so. It looked really good. It looked really, really good, and this this planet looks really good. It, It. I mean, when you said that they're wanting to make it look more grounded and gritty, they've done it within this first scene. Yeah, and it's it's got this cool color scheme of like gold, yellow, gray, black. Yeah, and it just it just looks good. Yeah, it really does, and like a lot of people are wearing like gold, and it just that's really complimentary mm-hmm. to the the landscape. Yeah, it it looks nice, and then that makes the red pop even more. Yeah, which is cool. Um, so the opening sequence is is very very exciting, and so it, then it ends with I think it's Odin's dad, who yes. who takes gets the ether, which is the red infinity stone. And he tells him to bury it in the to, ground. Like, they, like, like it can't be destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's not well. It's not easily destroyed. Like yeah. they, their beings cannot do it, so they're gonna bury it. Yeah. Which is just like, oh, you know what's gonna happen if you bury that thing? Someone's yeah. gonna go dig it up and somebody's find it. gonna find it. Um. So that that's your whole and that's premise. Someone who finds it is a little hobbit turned creature named Gollum, and so he finds <laughs> the power of the ether, which is also known as the ring. Well, yeah, we, I mean, as we're watching, we're like, well, we know where you could destroy it. There's probably a mountain nearby <laughs> uh, or a volcano yeah, yeah. or something. Um, and then we, then I think we cut to the present and Loki, after the events of Avengers, is now arrested and he's standing before Odin on tri- oh, because trial. Oh, you said because of? of Avengers? Yes. You said that? Okay. Yeah, the events of Avengers. Yeah, so Odin basically uh, imprisons him for life. Like, that's his mm-hmm. sentence, right? Yes. I think it's life. I, th- I think it is life, yeah. Um, pretty good scene. Yeah. Um, and al- already, um, I don't know if I should do my take now or later, but I'm re- I was realizing as this movie was progressing, because I was like, I kind of like this a lot, but then whenever they go to Earth, I kind of hate it. A lot. Let me just say a this lot. to all of... I'm about to sneeze. No, I'm good. To all of the people who really disliked this movie, let me just say, I understand. However, and I'm not even urging people to watch it again because I don't know if it's really worth a rewatch, but there are redeemable qualities in this movie. There really are. There are. I was kind of shocked at how bad I thought it was and how how much better it was than I thought it was. I Yeah. I guess we just gave our opinions and everyone is turning off the episode. No, don't do it. Um, yeah, let me just, I gotta just jump into this idea. But all of this stuff at the beginning of the movie, like Thor is also protecting this other realm with his band mm-hmm. of buddies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this is kind of cool. Like, it's fun to learn how Asgard works and hang out with these British, like, you know, Anthony Hopkins and stuff like all that stuff's kind of cool. And Chris Hemsworth, of course, is so charismatic. I just love to watch him in Mm -hmm. anything. So all of this is really cool. Um, And I think where both Thor and Thor, the dark world fail is they go to earth. And Mm -hmm. I know he has to go to earth so that they can get him in the Avengers. But I kind of wish that at the end of Thor, maybe something I don't know. He like me. I don't know. I don't know how they could have done it differently. But my issue with these two movies is if you take out the earth element, get rid of Jane. Cause she's down there on like the bottom five worst characters in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even though I love Natalie Portman for mm-hmm. the record, if you get rid of them and get rid of the weird like people on Earth proving it all with science, which is really boring and mm-hmm. I don't know because it's it a just, fantasy It takes movie. the fun out of all of the Thor stuff. I understand that like part of it is interesting because they're talking about anomalies and all that stuff, but it's like. It's a superhero movie. Why do we need to make it scientific? Yeah, and 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 I feel like um what's his name? Iron Man, he he covers the sci-fi element of the series. For sure. And you what's what I mean? great, and then we've talked about this so many times. But what's uh-huh. great is they don't really explain it. There was a one part in Iron Man two where they got a little too into it explaining it. And yes, it d- but that's yeah. that was like where it didn't where you lost me. Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I am not a physicist. Or an astrologer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So just make it more, like, visual instead and, of using your words. Yeah, and, and, and I like I like the idea of... So say say you're like, well, we have to have Jane on Earth. We want her to be in the movie. And she's a scientist. But why not give her, like, the awe of someone, like, in Interstellar, I'll use it as an example. Like, a pretty hard sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. full of sci-fi. But at a certain point, he goes into a bookshelf is like traveling through time and he is becomes the ghost of his daughter which if that does not make sense to you you're just gonna have to watch the movie Mm -hmm. and he is kind of just struck with awe he can't explain it Mm -hmm. so i hate how like at the end of this movie she's like oh i figured out how to hike the man oh yeah and there was all that stuff is sucks yeah like it'd be so cool if she even if she did figure it out she she had like an awe about it like i'm a scientist and I can't explain this. It would almost be more. Wouldn't it be more interesting if the in the like when they we reintroduced to her character, mm-hmm. scrap the whole date thing. Oh, like boy. I understand that it's funny. Like they're they're going for the the light comedic part of the side yeah. of the movie. But what they should have done is shown Jane were like studying anomalies, which is basically what she was doing oh, in the I first Thor. Like where you're and she's so you just visually more. see what she's doing. She can explain a little bit, but don't get into the vocabulary, Natalie. Yeah. Don't you do it because she you will see that she's working on anomalies, and not only is she working on them, she has a really good grasp of understanding what they are, and now she's trying to understand how to 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 use them. Yeah. Which is the exact thing that she does in the fight scene. Is she's using these gravitational anomalies. So you're telling me you would prefer that Natalie Portman study it and actually understand it instead of stumbling upon it and just kind of existing in the plot. You would prefer that. I would prefer that. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> huh. So you just would prefer a better story in this case. That part of the story, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um... <laughs> I know we jumped way ahead, but um, hopefully you recently watched a movie. Um, so let's go back. That That's kind of my hot take on the movie, and I think you could fix both the Thor movies if you just got rid of Earth or integrated it in a way that was less science-based and less even less romantic-based. Yeah. Or if you are going to... Because in this movie, so we have this character, Sif, um, who is the other girl that lives on Asgard and throughout the movie, this, this is actually one of my big complaints with the movie. Um, dark world is there's hinted at like Odin and his mom are kind of like, and Loki even are like, she's the one go to her. She's the girl and she's immortal. This is just an Elrond and Arwen. And I was going to use that as, as an example um, of that done well. Because they don't really ever show the struggle. So he can be with Jane on Earth mm-hmm. and she'll live for 80 years probably. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or he can live with this girl for thousands of years together. And everyone's like, it, like Jane is like ash in the wind. Like mm-hmm. she's here for a second and then you, she's gone. But they don't ever really explore that. No, they, it, it's like in the first movie, they like only do hints. This movie, it was a little bit of a harder hint, but it still never amounted to anything. They didn't explore so it. So just and, don't do it. Yeah, so I, I mean, if they had done something like Aragorn and... Um, Arwen. Arwen, how there's an actual struggle where she's immortal and he is not, and she, if she chooses him, she becomes mortal... Like, that's a really powerful statement. That's like a statement about love. But at the end of this movie, him just kind of hanging out with Jane at the end, it, it's, it, it almost feels like it's just a fling for him. Yeah. And he doesn't care that much. Because he can just kind of visit whenever he wants, and then he can protect and stuff. There's no, there's no actual stakes involved yeah, in their relationship. Yeah, and it also doesn't help that they don't have any chemistry. Yeah, that does not help either. So yeah, like to <laughs> to fast track to that crap. So like you go to Earth, you see that Jane is trying is dating or on a date with a guy. Not going yeah. well. She clearly is just so hung up on Thor. And and they're doing the stupid like the really stupid kind of humor where it's where the guy's like I'm I was hung up on a relationship too, but she she went pretty far away and I couldn't really deal with it. And she's kind of like <laughs> You got no idea, Busta, because my man's 50,000 kilometers away. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I don't know. She also didn't have that's that That's not accent, very far. But it's, it's just, I'm just kidding. kind of. I'm kidding. It's kind no, of No, I crazy. agree. And then, and then it's interrupted by the worst character in the entire Marvel Universe. One of my least favorite actresses just in the world. Kat Dennings, the titular broke girl. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if some people, if people like her, I, I guess she's just not for us. But her, her voice is so grating. It's so grating. Yeah, but I don't even want to. I don't even want to throw out like her voice. That's just something she has. Yeah, but but let's let's talk about how how she's in this movie, and she's also in Thor. She's atrocious in this and movie. she's an intern right See, she, yeah she's natalie's After intern Thor, just quit being like shouldn't your term be up <laughs> yeah. why are you still an intern well this w- should be explored in a future movie in her spinoff movie no <laughs> um so what's really annoying about her is she's in a different movie than everyone else and her movie is literally it's two broke girls because after every line of dialogue I, I was straining, but you could almost hear it. It was right there. You could hear the audience laughing. Yeah. Ha <laughs> It was all just one-liners. One-liners, zingers, zammers, zoomers. But none. you're like, why is this in this movie? Like, this is a movie where Thor's mom dies, where Loki, we think he dies, but he, he winds up not dying, where the fate of Asgard is thrown on. And yeah, and that's, that's what we were talking about. Like, this is, at least for me, this was... And I know I didn't even see this movie until just this time. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was what really did it for me with Marvel is they kept trying to put in these jokes, these yeah. one-liner jokes, yeah. when it was just, like, I understand that, like, Mar- Marvel is pretty light. Well, some of it's light, yeah. you know, the comics. But it's, like, for the movies, just commit to being intense if that's what you want. Just yeah. commit to it. That's, or that's what do I don't... Guardians of the Galaxy and commit to being hilarious. Yeah. That, and I th- that's, again, why I struggle with the Thor series so much is because it's like they, they want their foot in, like, both puddles. Yeah. And it's just like, I wish you would just choose. 
And and you can be funny. Like Avengers Infinity uh, Endgame is really, really dark uh-huh. and really emotional. It's also hilarious. Mm-hmm. But they, they found a balance. It's almost like it took them a couple movies to figure it out. Yeah, which, you know, there should be a little mercy there. But I just think that um, in Endgame, it's the ki- of course, it's like over-the-top humor and stuff because it's a movie. But it's also the kind of thing where you're like, yeah, sometimes in life, even when things are serious, you crack a joke. Yeah. And it feels um, normal to the world they've built. But this is just like... Oh, there's this one character that we brought because we want the CBS demographic demographic to show up at the movies. Yeah, that does, that is what it's like. And she's horrible, and she has this intern. So it's an intern, intern, which is supposed to be a funny joke. Um, and he's he's kind of like he's kind of a hot guy, who like I don't know about that. Jordan, he's a hot guy. Oh, okay. No, no, he's just like I guess. Yeah, that was the wrong description. Um, it's but, a guy that this this. That Cat Dennings obviously chose because he's cute. Yeah, and the cool thing about him is he doesn't um, have he doesn't do anything. If he wasn't in the movie, there would be no effect on the plot. Yeah, they would just have to cut the scene of him saving her. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm yeah, I think about we've it. done our spiel yeah. on on that. Um, so Natalie Portman, the, so they're seeing all these anomalies happening in London, and this like abandoned warehouse in London, which is pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is. T- is, let's just say she falls into one of the anomalies or she's taken yes. to a different realm and this realm is something that's been buried several layers underground and it's red it's ether like i don't really know what that is but you know it's it's the the ether yes it's the infinity the, stone the ether is a pretty cool um i like the design of it Me this too. like flowy red um liquidy kind of looks like veins moving yeah. around i like it too so it it she absorbs it without um trying to it just like goes into her mm-hmm. and then she's down and then it wakes up the dark elves and then it wakes up the dark elves and then she's back on earth but she is it's like as if she has become an anomaly yeah because she's like defying gravity in certain ways when people try and touch her they like you know it's it's as if it's defending her uh-huh. without her even trying and then it's like okay thor shows up and it's like i haven't seen you for two years you were in new york i even saw you then how come you didn't call me and then he's like oh i've been saving people's lives mm-hmm. for two years like thousands and thousands of people's lives yes and yeah. so it's it's whatever i don't want to get into that stuff too we've already established that they have no chemistry so but then Thor takes her to Asgard. Takes her to Asgard. And they do this really funny thing. And it's it's not a joke. Mm-hmm. When, so I remember, wait, Natalie I Portman is what on this. Say? She's on this um, ex- examination oh, table. Yeah. And there are like these women. Um, that, like it's as if her DNA is above her. And mm-hmm. they're studying it. It looks they're trying, suspiciously like something they'd use in Wakanda. Um, and they're they're trying to figure out what's wrong with her. Because something clearly is, is wrong with her. There's something in her that's not normal they can't figure it out and then odin comes and he's just like i know everything about you to natalie portman and like yada yada i'm a grumpy old man you're not immortal you can't date my son and then he's he's walking away (laughs) and 
something happens that gets him to turn around. She like explodes. She again. like she, she like pushes people away. Yeah, and, she pushes people away, and he turns around and he goes up to her and he's like, "That's the problem." And he like shines his hand, and it like reveals that the ether's inside. And her. it's like these this, the the thing that the women were doing previously couldn't have shown that because <laughs> yeah. now it seems really obvious. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. But then they they realize quickly like we need to protect her because that means mm-hmm. the elves are going to be coming to look for her. Yeah. And let me just say the whole elf thing freaking cool that they're like science fiction elves yeah i wanted to talk about that loved it they they have like spaceships that are like um that that have like mechanical elements to them they're not like run by magic or anything like that like it's um i I mean i I guess they sort of are but they sort of aren't and they and they they have these grenades that when they throw them it like sucks people into like a a, abyss of nothingness yes um which is super cool um speaking of villains though one thing i wanted to talk about in terms of the overarching huge story now let me know what if you agree with this statement but when you watch a movie like this one where you see this malaketh guy Mm -hmm. he looks really cool he seems really cool he's he's kind of got interesting motives but when you're watching it you're like I think even at the time as a viewer, you're going, well, Avengers 2 is coming out in a little bit and that's going to be the climax. So there's, I think something that kind of hurts the series is you kn- you always know that there's going to be a bigger event. Yeah. So when the villain doesn't really stand out, they're kind of pointless, if that makes sense. No, I get that. So so the whole movie, like I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, but he's... He's no Thanos. Yeah. And and I know that they have they can't do that every time. And it would suck if they did it every time. But um That's what I know I'm gonna talk about Guardians when we haven't gotten to that episode yet. But yeah. the, that's what the interesting thing about Ronan is to me is he does serve a higher purpose. Yeah. Wait, that's not part of the story. He is working with Thanos, but it's because him and Thanos have like bartered yeah. They have come to an agreement on something. I will give you these people to help you do this if you help me do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and you don't know as you're watching Guardians, but that very much affects the timeline. Yes. And I know that movie is a little bit more involved in like the overarching thing that's happening. Well, this one is too. I mean, we're dealing with an infinity. That's true. Guy. So it's like, I think I find that it still ha- bears a lot of weight. Guardi- the Guardians villain. Yeah. Um, as, as a, in compare, in contrast to this one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I and I guess that's a good point to make. Another point I'm 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 also trying to make is um when you uh do when you do like a Malekith, if if I I don't know exactly how you do it, but you you need like the, the this is not working words wise. But I, I would use Vulture as an example from Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Like his motives and his connection to Spider-Man and to Tony Stark and stuff is so personal and the stakes are lower, but it yeah. seems more it it seems more dangerous to, to Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's like you are really invested in the villain. And in this one, even though I think the actor's doing a good job, there's just that thing in the back of your head where you're like, ah, he's not Thanos. Yep. Or I've seen the, tra- you know, I don't know when the trailer came out for Ultron, but you're like, ah, Ultron's coming out. So he's like the big, big bad guy in this yep. series. So you're not like, you're never really like worried that Malaketh is going to succeed or really affect the larger narrative in any way. Mm-hmm. 
and not that you think that with say Vulture, but you th- you know that he might affect Spider Man in anything, some sort of way. The importance of his character is to take away minor characters that affect Thor. Mm-hmm. Kills his mom. That affects yeah. Thor. Huge. Like that's no, that's almost right. like that's almost like the biggest purpose Crap, that he am serves. I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I no, I really don't. Because a bigger villain who is more different better motives could do the exact same thing yeah but i'm saying like i think that is the greatest purpose is that this guy serves is mm. thor's character not to the marvel stories yeah does that make sense it does make sense um shout out to oh i'm not gonna say this right no adewale ikinuoye agbahe J. <laughs> the uh the the black elf oh yeah he that guy was cool. badass so uh malekith gives that guy the um this like little stone thing that turns him into they like kills him but it makes him it makes him stronger kind of like it doesn't kill him because it makes it stronger <laughs> so dumb um and he just gets one of the coolest costumes yeah, it's kind Just of. Ever. It's kind of got a. It, it definitely looks different, but it kind of has the Balrog look. Yeah. From Fellowship of the Ring and yeah. the Mind of Moria. It's weird because it's like they gave him a helmet, but the helmet like becomes his face because his mouth yeah, moves in it and stuff. It's pretty cool. Dang, it is just so flipping cool, and he's very strong because of this thing that he's been given, and he he's going to his purposes. Well, he gets arrested. Well, yeah, that. But I'm telling you what his purpose is. His mission. Well, he gets arrested. Oh, <laughs> is to go to Asgard and mm-hmm. to the whole thing is to get the ether back. And of his course, job yeah. is to create chaos and to like release the prisoners to distract Asgard as all of his dudes come to take so they the can, ether. Yeah, because Malekith senses the ether, so he yes. knows where it's at. And boy, is it just cool. And, so, and then guess he, who else is in that prison? Loki. Loki. And he does not let Loki out. Yeah, so he breaks out in a really cool sequence. Yeah. Where he like, because they have these weird, it's just like a see-through yellow sheen in front of the window. It's basically glass, let's just call it. It's not glass, but. But it's like gel kind of, and he's able to like break through it. And then he like frees all the prisoners and he looks at Loki and then he walks away and Loki says like, you might want to take the stairs on the left. Yeah, I like the design of the the prison cells slash like yeah. a lot of it's a lot of new Asgard stuff we saw in this movie as opposed to the last one like mm-hmm. their ships are very mechanical looking it's almost like Asgard is um a little bit steampunk a little bit with those mm-hmm. those ships that they have mm-hmm. what maybe my understanding of steampunk is different well people who know st- steampunk not you just comment on our, not, our i'm not saying everything but they got a, a tiny bit of a steampunk vibe on some other things and then you have this mm. prison thing that's very scientific when asgard is very like folklore yeah it, it's a fun I, I like where they take the creative liberties yeah and, I and agree. a classic folk because basically it's like celtic folklore mm. is a lot of what thor is but they do take liberties and and what it looks like yes yeah. in to it <laughs> um uh yeah i i agree okay let's get to the point where thor's mom dies well i have this note which i think we should discuss for about 30 minutes it's attack on asgard is fairly cool decent action that's what i wrote yeah uh okay 
<laughs> which leads to the event of Thor's mom dying. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's a, it's oh, all a cool scene. One thing I did want to say, though, is somewhere in this, before the breakout happens, um, Rocket and future Thor, future Rocket and future Thor break in, steal the ether, leave, and Thor tell, almost tells his mom that she's about to die, but no, she he, tells him not to. He does tell her, doesn't he? I don't think he does, because she's like, no, what's going to happen is going to happen. Oh. And then he goes away. And then, of course, we all know that Captain America brings back the hammer and brings back the stone later so that the the correct timeline can lay out. The, the, those are the sorts of things that I'm just like, that's that's... That's why Endgame is so cool. It just like ties ties the whole series together. Boy, I love that movie. But we're not talking about Endgame. It's an easy 9 out of 10. Okay. It's a masterpiece. Okay. Let's still hang on that. No, no, go. I meant. Oh, okay. uh, Um, So mom dies. Mama dies. Yeah. Stephanie dies. Is that her real name? (laughs) No. That's just... Um, I just said that for fun. Yeah, she basically sacrificed herself for Natalie Portman. And you find out Natalie Portman is not really there. She's almost like a hologram. Mm-hmm. She does the Loki trick. She does the Loki trick. Um, That happens. And it's whatever. Really affects Thor. Obviously. Yeah, and that's it's cool when he sees that she dies. And then he just like gets enraged and goes out and starts trying to kill everybody. Yeah, and then I forget... I kind of am blanking out on the rest of this part, but him and Loki team up after this battle, after all of this stuff happens, Thor goes to Loki because really there is no one else. Yeah. Cause the, cause Odin orders the Bifrost to be shut down. So no one can leave. Is that Asgard what that thing is no called? Come in. That's what I wrote. I could be wrong, but I thought I'd... the Bifrost were people. I thought that's what Loki was. Oh, you're right. Well, the, the bridge that Idris Elba controls. Okay. The bridge to different worlds. Okay. So they, they team up with Loki. But before that, uh, I got to hit back on this. Stan Lee is in a hospital oh, where... We have to go back to Earth? Yeah, I know. Okay. Where Eric, the scientist from the first movie, and is in explaining... Avengers, wait, it's, oh, important, yeah, yes, it's important yes. to say that he's he is now crazy because in Avengers, he was put under Loki's spell to be mm-hmm. submissive to him as a minion. And now that that's not a thing anymore... It's it's still lingering. Like his his brain his his like wires are a little tangled up in his brain. Yeah, and he uh, he runs around Stonehenge naked, and for some reason they show the clip at the beginning of the movie, and none of the characters realize it, and then they show it again, and then uh, the broke girl comes and gets him out of jail. Very just very odd. Maybe we missed something. I don't know. Well, I think it definitely didn't make sense that they showed that footage. It's like they twice. forgot to take that part out. Yeah, because it would make sense to just show it later. Yeah. That's like such a specific thing to complain yeah. about. But, but the Stanley thing. Uh, yeah, so Stanley's there as in like a mental ward while Eric is explaining the nine realms and how they're about to all converge for the first times in like 5,000 years. Oh, and that's why they were able to do those anomalies. Yeah, that's the whole thing about oh, the that anomalies. that makes sense. Yeah, because that's why she transfers into different realms because when she gets the thing. Anyway... Um, and I think because they're all converging, Malekith thinks if he can get the ether, he can destroy all nine in one shot. Because yes. they're all going to be like on top of one another. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which, guess what? Cool. That's really cool. What if we take out the Earth part and we just spend all the Earth part with Malekith doing cool things? That's what I would rather see. Yeah. Um, 
So then they team up with Loki to escape. They need um, to be like banished. Yeah. Well, they're committing treason. That's what it is. Committing treason. Um, and then they're with Natalie Portman. And one thing I want to say about Natalie Portman in general, again, I really love Natalie Portman and I'm not really faulting her for this because it's nearly impossible to be a perfect actor. But she is one of those people. She so, as an example against it, you got Sam Jackson, who, he's either as they good say, or great on blank check, he's either good or great. Every time he's in a movie, even if the movie is horrible, you're still like, Samuel Jackson was pretty good though. Yep. Natalie Portman, as great of an actress as she is, well deserved of her Oscar. She, if if the script is bad, she's pretty bad. If the director's bad, she's pretty bad. If the script is good and the director's good, she's great and well makes up for that. But so like her character is not well written and she doesn't know how to play it, this whole movie. And so it's just this kind of really, even though she should be two dimensional characters, she, to me, she's really one dimensional. Yeah. And she, there's like nothing to her. Yeah. Um, which I don't fault her for. I fault the screenplay for that. Yeah, me too. Because... Um, we we know, like I just said, if she has a good screenplay, she does a she does a great job. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I agree. So Loki, Thor, Natalie, they're on a little boat ship and they're flying around and they see Malekith. And then and then Loki goes. He turns on Thor and he stat he cuts off well, his arm. They're not in that boat thing at that point. They're on that planet that was in the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But go continue. Uh, and so... Oh, Natalie Portman seems to be getting sicker and sicker. Oh, yeah, and Done. she has a cool dream sequence that looks really cool. Um, and then it's just, like, red stuff all over the place. And, uh... I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, so they're, they go down there, and Malekith comes out to meet him, and Loki's staging it, we find out later, and he fake cut off Thor's arm so that hand. they can attempt... The hand, yeah. They can attempt to destroy the ether because Malekith is taking it out of Natalie Portman so now it's out of her and they're hoping to destroy it and they are unsuccessful in doing so and Malekith gets it and he kills and he goes bye bye oh yeah kills Loki and as Loki dies Thor says I'll tell father what you did and Loki says I didn't do it for him which is really good yeah um then they have to find the So how does he come back? I think the implication is just that he I, well actually I spoke before I even thought things through. Big surprise. Um he I think he either faked it or he he just made it worse looking than it was. You know what I mean? Cuz he's got the ability of mischief and stuff. Could it have anything to do with Endgame? I suppose it could. Um got to read about that. I don't, I don't see how it could, but I don't I, see how it couldn't. I, I, I could. S- well, I, I guess s- that's true. I see how it could, um, if they explore it in something else and and show it more from okay. the events we learned in Endgame. I don't see. So how we're it assuming could. no. Endgame. We're is assuming not no. I think that. he's just tricking because he's the god of mischief. Um, and then finally, Thor and Jane arrive in Greenwich, which is where Greenwich. Greenwich. Oh. Say it like they do. Whoops. 
and uh, that's near London or it's in London. I don't understand. It's in the UK, know. baby. And um, we've already talked about Portland, si- Portman Science, Darcy Intern. Well, this is the part where so Malekith is there, Thor is there, they're fighting, trying to stop them, him. And, and there actually is cool stuff because they're like punching around and people are flying I'm from one it. realm to the other realm. Natalie back Portman and stuff. is using the, is, is moving the anomalies, like literally moving them. With a science gadget. That means nothing to me. Yeah, but yeah, so it'll take people from one area where they're fighting, move them several blocks away mm-hmm. or to different planets or whatever. And like they get that really, really quick. Queet, really, really sweet <laughs> troll creature from the first movie. Yeah, into Greenwich, and it's like cool. It's running around. I wish he did more. Yeah, me too. I wish they had to stop. Him. I still think it's cool though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Malekith is is very strong. Yeah, and then they beat him. Do you think that they demonstrate this power? This inf- I don't really understand the Infinity Stone thing. Yeah, because I think it's the reality stone. Google it right now. Wait, I'll Google okay. it. I'll Google it. Uh, no, no, no. I'm googling it. What stone? We should have done this before. Is Sorry, the people. ether. Oh, it's it's right there. Ether is the reality stone. Oh, we were right. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, because it's demonstrated in Infinity War. Yeah, it's not really demonstrated in this, but it's also not in stone form. So maybe that has a part. But didn't to do they say it. it can't be in stone? Well, it is because. No, because at the end of the movie it is. No, it's not. Well, they put it in a box and... We don't see it as a stone. Yeah, but I mean when... I don't want to get into that. When, it's when, nitpicky. Yeah, when um, Thanos gets there, it's, it's a stone. stone. So yeah. however it turns into a stone, I don't care. Yeah, um, but I think I kind of wish they had demonstrated the power a little bit more. Yeah. But again, I don't think they really got into that, really. So I guess it's okay that they didn't. Well, and I, I suppose also the idea is that... Um, like Malekith, he's not concerned with like just changing weird realities. He he just, he just wants to get rid of them. He just wants to get rid, of, like use it to like destroy the universe and yeah. make it dark and like nothingness again. Yeah. Um. Why does he? Whatever. No. Well, I think at one point they say that this universe was an accident and shouldn't have happened. Okay. Okay. You know, I I don't know how that giving you a totally thumbs up on that out. one because I um, should have asked that question well be- long before we even recorded this. <laughs> it's the end of the day and I'm winding down. Yeah. Um. So, shocker, Malekith is does not win. Mm-hmm. Thor, with the power of Natalie Portman's anomaly, BS. Uh, he gets Malekith to go to that planet where the movie originally started. Uh huh. And he, yeah, yeah. Thor has like hurt him really bad, taken off arms, yada yada yada, and you think like, oh, that's not enough. They send the ship through the anomaly and it crashes on. Oh and kills them, yeah, which is so cool. I'm into that. Doesn't he come out though, and then they have to like shoot him with something or do something else, or does it? Does that kill him? That kills him. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. I I couldn't remember. Um. Anyway, return to Asgard. Everything's all happy-go-lucky. And Thor goes, I, I can't be king, but I want to be a protector of the realms. Mm-hmm. And Odin's like, yeah, that's so, so commendable. Like, I am so proud of you. And Thor walks away. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. And then it's Loki. It's not Odin. 
talking to him and then the movie ends and i think that's a really bad last shot for a movie i thought you liked it no i don't oh okay. i just it's just so like cliffhangery oh okay. and and like i don't know it's just kind of like oh okay so this movie i don't know okay it just kind of it was, it was kind of like well, the john wick left 3 questions. ending there was that weird thing that i i feel like we should have rewound it and watched it again because mm-hmm. i think i was zoning out <laughs> But there was this like Asgard guard um, yeah. on that planet and he had said something and it obviously was not that man. I think yeah. it was Loki. It was. But they did not. I don't know. I just totally missed it. And he probably said something really important about why he wasn't dead. All that stuff. No, he. So the guard showed up and he said, well, I think he showed up on the planet. So you assume that Loki killed the guard. Yeah turned into him flew back to asgard and then i kind of like actually <laughs> sorry <laughs> drop the mic that um they don't show it but he shows up and then he's like he's like there was a, there i found a body it was loki and odin's like oh man and then we finish the battle then they come up then what happens to odin? i don't remember i guess that's why we're rewatching. yeah I, I don't know if they cover that in thor ragnarok i feel i don't remember them doing it i just remember him showing up in a dream sequence because oh. he was already dead I thought it was like one of those Scott, like the Jedi thing where he like reached enlightenment and, and oh yeah. Really? Cause wasn't like when he died, that's why Kate Blanchett was able to come back. That's why she was released from prison. Cause he was gone and he was the only thing keeping her there. Oh, I thought Loki. Ca- I don't know. Let's we'll save cover it that for later. that episode. <laughs> um, anyway, everyone's probably screaming into their phones <laughs> like, no, it's this. Um, then there's the mid-credit scene where the reality stone is given to Benicio del Toro, and they introduce the collector. Uh-huh. Then there's an end scene where Thor and Jane are hanging out as best buds, and the movie's over. Yeah. Now, before we give our opinions, I want to talk about something that is an opinion. So I change what I just said. There is something about this movie that was pointed out to me by a really great um, YouTuber, Patrick Willems. Um, not pointed out to me specifically, pointed out to everyone in videos. Uh, but he pointed out that the lighting in this movie is so much better than virtually all the other movies. And as we were watching it, besides Guardians, virtually all the other movies. Okay. Um, it's just like this movie looks so good. Yeah. And when you go from this movie to Winter Soldier, which looks like concrete, even though I like that movie a lot, I like it more than this movie. There's still like this movie's really visually appealing, yeah. And there, there's like actually depth, and there's shadows, and there's like, like the scenes in the palaces and stuff. There's light coming in from windows, and when they walk through the light, it it makes their the outline of their faces and stuff have that glow, and yeah. then they go into the dark. So this movie is well, even the last battle. one of the better looking movies in the whole world. Yeah, universe. The, the last. <laughs> The last battle scene was even fought during the day, which is something that Marvel loves doing for some reason. Mm-hmm. But it was in uh, England, so it was it's like, all cloudy. It was it's overcast, and therefore it looked better Instead than of all just the other a sunny ones. day. Yeah, like in Winter Soldier, how there's like five sunny day fights, and I just am like f- like nodding off, falling asleep. But once again, I like Winter Soldier. But you'll find all that out tomorrow. I mean, a week Next from week. now. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess this one's after. Wow. Yeah. Um the uh, the other thing is uh our opinions and let's give them. I 
I will let you start. <laughs> Gosh, we need to stop this podcast. Um, I have I have found that when my expectation when when I'm like dreading a movie that we have been watching for this, I end up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this movie is great, but I did. I was very surprised to find that like I did enjoy it, a lot of it being because it was very visually pleasing. Yeah. So I didn't get like my eyes weren't drifting off looking at the wall because I'm like, (laughs) I don't care what I'm looking at. It was like, I wanted to be looking at it and watching it. Totally. Granted, there are a lot of terrible things in this movie, just namely the, the earth stuff, Mm -hmm. all of those people involved in that, just like boring. But I, I think that all of the Asgard stuff was much, much more interesting. I think this is better than the first Thor. Yeah. I think it, yeah. 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 Nah, I don't know. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. It's definitely not the worst Marvel movie, which I no. thought it was going into it. It's a really solid 5 out of 10 to me. I think I liked it better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think Ant-Man and the... Well, I think... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see I don't what... Really, like it, I'm curious. I, I don't know if anything can be worse than The Incredible Hulk after rewatching that. That was like... Oh, yeah. That was bad. That was really bad. Um, Yeah. And then as far as in a bigger franchise like iron man three i don't really think you can watch thor and then thor the dark world you're it, i think it's too confusing oh I yeah think in you, terms you of have, timeline you have to have avengers in there as yeah, well you do. so but i like i just think that's cool i like that yeah that no i so like dependent. it it's just something i like to talk about in it like yeah, I, it is I don't i don't think like in the future you couldn't be like guys you gotta watch the thor series oh you can forget about everything else so yeah. far, the only movie you can really lose is Incredible Hulk. Otherwise, to get like the full story, you have to watch all of them so far. So far. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe there's going to be a movie like Ant-Man that or... kind of sucks and you don't have to worry about. Oh, that's what you mean. Um, okay. And doesn't really affect anything, if I remember right. Whoa, hot take. Next week is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Aye, aye, Captain. We salute you, Mr. President. <laughs> Cap- no. Well, no, we salute you, Steve Rogers, the real Mr. President. Hello? Is anyone still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, have a friend listen to it. Force your friend to listen to it by putting headphones on their in their ears. Or share it on Instagram. Share it. Or and um, just also rate it on if, iTunes. If this is your first episode or if you have been listening... Just review it because we enjoy reading what you have thought about an it's, episode. It's pretty fun to read the reviews so far. Yeah. And I, I would just, I would like to have more. I, I want to have all the reviews. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Malekith. I want all the reviews so I can turn this whole podcast world into darkness from whence it came. Nah. Thanks. Thanks.